0: Kane is there, and so is Waniyama! A home debut goal. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Here's the
1: box. We have a... a... Goal! <laughs> <laughs> of Bologna has made it 2-0 to the Scorpions. It's an empty stadium, but the roofs of the Independence stadium are coming down. I
2: can fool! I use ball again. Again,
1: It's really It's absolutely brilliant. And Kunis takes advantage. And Garner in total command here.
2: header, St. George. Now Heidemann. Cuts it in. Adriano Leon. What a hit! What a great goal! Canada take the lead, and it's Adriana Leon with a rocket into the top corner. Larry gathering it in. Does Canada look to find some early momentum? Well, Davies arriving! Oh! So a Kenyan, a Gambian, and a Canadian Ghanaian walk into a. No, this isn't a joke, guys. This is literally the intro. Um... <laughs> Yo, so back, and enjoy us, man. We talk a lot of football. We got our takes. Uh, we support different clubs everywhere, and honestly, it's all about African and Canadian football overall. So enjoy the conversation. We'll bring on guests. We'll have different conversations, but it's really just about where the sport is and where it could go. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode
0: um it deflects off of the english defender's boot yeah and it was going in that was in and she adjusted with her feet and i'm like okay that's top level goalkeeping
2: indeed and then there's like the save she makes in like the 15th minute where it's just her and the goalie and then it's i mean no her she's the goalie her and then the forward but she plays it, instead of playing it straight into the goal, she plays it back across into the net, and then, still, you gotta yeah. make the save. But yeah, right. Earps definitely is the reason the game is closer, but also, I feel like the, the Spaniards were always a little bit wasteful this entire tournament, if you're gonna be very honest. For the chances that they created, I mm-hmm. felt that, like, <laughs> this game, if all the chances that were either posts or not go in, mm-hmm the score is still 5-2 right
0: 5-2 i don't think england had a single shot that looked like it was supposed to go in they had like, a shot... i would like to see what is it... what is the what is the xg what's expected goals
2: that's a fair question i actually haven't looked at
0: the xg let's see yeah Uh one second. xG is 2.28 for Spain yep. and for England was 0.5. Come on. This was complete di- like domination. No,
2: that's fair, but I still I This should so... have been
0: 3-3-0 to Spain this game.
2: Personally. Okay. I can give you that. I'm just saying from like the standpoint of like, I know England had a chance in the beginning of the game that hit the crossbar, right? And that's and goalies beat there. But then like two minutes later, that's the one that Earp saves, right? So that's why I'm like, okay, taking those, that's one of them, the goal ultimately. I, I still think Spain should have won this handily. Maybe giving England two goals is a bit too generous, but
0: I, d- like I don't said, even think you should give them a goal. I genuinely didn't... See. I think we we were watching... We were watching two different games there. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> because look, looking at England, probably... I, I agree with you. Maybe England could have a goal... I guess. But think about it. Spain had a penalty. Saved. Yeah. The deflection one was high XG. That should have been mm-hmm. a goal. And um, actually, I find the goal they scored was actually a harder goal than the mm-hmm. ones they missed.
2: I will give you that. Yeah, because that was a really good goal. She struck it very well. Mm-hmm. But that was like the story of the game, where that the first 20 minutes were the game, 15-20, the game is even. And then Spain yeah, starts... They're feeling each other out. Yeah, they're feeling each other out. Yeah. Chances going both ways. But then ultimately, Spain starts yeah. looking at the three five two and say, no, bring... Also, England's movement was just terrible. Right? England wasn't moving when they had the ball. Which meant when their wing backs came forward, where are the outlets mm. Where's anything. And that started to cause problems. Because yeah. like if you look at the goal specifically, wing back comes and cuts mm. in the middle and no one is going. No mm. fullback is going to the open space. No striker is going to the open space. They're all still kind of in that mid park of it. So once they get turned over Spain just turns it around, and all of a sudden the left flank is just free. So at that point, it's like, yeah, you bring it in, overlapping run, ball in, goal. That was there. Mm -hmm. They were Mm -hmm. just they were eating that up the whole game. And as much as you want to give credit to Spain, I mean, that's also just England not looking good or prepared for it. So it's again, I think I think it's
0: because I personally think it's England were considerably um second best i don't think it's that spain spain made them look so average Mm -hmm. that i think when you're watching the game you're assuming um it was pretty close yeah do you know what i mean like you might think oh yeah these two teams are pretty decent Mm -hmm. but spain's um first of all well spain's um press is so impressive the number of times mm-hmm. England were trying to counter-attack and they were running straight into walls, straight into yeah. traps, consistently showcased mm-hmm. that the game plan uh, that Spain were playing was completely negating everything England was good at. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with England, from what I could see, was their front three or their front players yeah. were isolated from their midfield. Yes, Because Spain completely took out the midfield. Oh. Completely. Clearly. So it was so clear that I can understand. Like, I thought England were a really good team. That's me just, I guess, listening to a lot of... I watched the Premier League, so I'm, I'm guessing it's all the English, you know, hype. Yeah. So I thought they were the best... Team going into this tournament mm-hmm. completely wrong
2: I think there was reason to be high on England because I mean they just yeah. came back and won the Euros they had been playing right. super well I think if yeah, you're yeah. looking at them the, the first quote unquote hiccup that they had was when they played the friendly against Australia and it was just two counter goals by Sam Kerr and it's 2-0 mm. and you're like okay so this team can be beat on a counter alright but yeah. The thing with Spain is that if you look at Spain, I mean, Spain also gets the hype mm. because of their league. But if you look at 2019, yeah, like they made the mm. US work to beat them. When you look at the Euros, yeah, the Women's Euros, mm. that was probably of outside of the finals. That was England's toughest game, in my opinion. The the style of outside play, of the Euros, like pardon. Outside of what? Now, if you look at the Euros outside of the finals that England played Germany yeah. in, I'd say their toughest yeah. game was their, that round of 16 or that quarterfinal versus um, Spain. That team, the way that they mm-hmm. play, like you say, negating the, the midfield, England could have put six players mm-hmm. in the midfield and just left one striker up top. And then still, it, they, Spain would have passed through it. It was Swiss cheese. I've, and that to me – and that's just that style of play. That's a style of passing where they're comfortable. Yeah, you can try to press them, but tight space, they, mm. they're they comfortable and tighter. So they can mm. play through the midfield. And then once you're through the midfield, then you have Salma going up. You have Botmati who's running through the midfield. You have somewhat yeah. injured Alexia Puteas who's there. Like, was crazy, though. Botmati was crazy. Botmati was think she, consistent. I yeah. think
0: she was so good. Who's mm-hmm. – um, is, wait was Borussia? Who's who's the the captain? Who's the uh, captain of Spain?
2: The the captain is it her? F- the captain for the tournament was um um Olga, the girl who scored. But Olga, yeah, the girl yeah, who scored. Typically, yeah. it's been uh, Alexia Putellas who won the Golden Ball last year. So, mm. like, arguably the best player in the world was off the bench. Now, granted, she was a little bit injured coming into this, so not at full mm. fitness. But that's typically mm. who has the armband. I mean, I mean, that's outside of just, like, all the infighting with the federation, which is warranted at that point. But, yeah, but yeah I, I think Spain is interesting because, A, they hmm. win. B, mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of people's picks to win this. I was saying I think Spain was going to win this. I didn't think the U.S. was going to win this tournament, not because I don't think that they're talented. I just felt that this was the first World Cup for some of their young emerging stars. And they haven't yeah. been on this type of a level yet. So they'd have mm. to get like the, the lights are a little bit brighter now for them. Not to say that they won't be good. Yeah. I think like the Sophia Smiths, the uh the Trinity Rodmans, when when Swanson comes back from injury, those players, I think they'll be fine, but they're gonna mm. have to be great in an era where the world has caught up to them. Versus like mm. the past eras where, like the Mia Hams, the Brandy Chastains, those players they were great in an era where they had maybe you had to worry about maybe Brazil, Germany, yeah. Canada. Sm- smaller pool. It was a, a smaller, smaller pool. Like now, yeah. like going to thirty-two teams, which is the interesting thing. I thought going to thirty-two yeah. teams may have created more like lopsided victories, and there weren't really many.
0: Right. Yeah. This wasn't a. This wasn't a World Cup where. Um, I, I think what's happened is mm-hmm. as as the women's game mm-hmm. g- gains more, like it moves to the more professional side, basically yes. emulating the men's version of how uh, club football and um, uh, kind of the pipeline of creating really good players, yes. coaching from a very young age, mm-hmm. this gap will significantly shorten. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really just hope that there's more... Like maverick players. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing I think the men's game is, is really missing. boring yeah. now. Like, too many athletes, and I think we, we were discussing this before we yeah. obviously uh, disc- uh talking about it now. But I think we are now seeing the women's game <clears throat> with women with better stamina, mm-hmm. which is shown from the fact that they're playing games on a competitive level at a club level, yes. regular day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff. So you're seeing girls are in like getting super the women's game people are getting tired mm-hmm. obviously everyone's getting tired but it's not to the extent where a team with better you know fitness, uh, with the yeah. better fit, with better fitness, fitness levels is just pushing and consistently hammering them mm-hmm. um, that, that's only that's the only part like I feel countries like America now will really, they will understand how England felt, the men's team, yeah. about not winning. Because they were so good at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now, as long as European countries catch up, the the genuine men's... If you think about the men's game, I think in the women's game, specifically Scandinavian girls, they're going to be a problem. Because mm. they have height. Which is a thing that, if you look at... like. Games like Sweden versus Japan. Yeah. Height was a big factor. Height, physicality were, were big factors in that game. Right? Big factors. Because Japan outplayed... I think Japan... This is the funny thing. Japan playing Spain, I think Japan can beat Spain. I think so the, too. The, 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 the style that Spain plays, I think Japan plays it better. The Ugly. problem though, is Japan does not have the physicality to handle big physical sides yes so so if if japan beats spain and they get to the final and they're playing um england england win because yes. england will just manhandle them yes or woman them shall we say there was <laughs> yeah i get what you're saying, what you're saying. yeah they would completely it wouldn't be a fair fight mm. it'd be cross like literally every goal would be cross a ball and hope yeah It'd be old Route One kind of
2: football. It would be, but and, hey, the
0: best team in the the best team in the tournament won, though.
2: I think that's a fair statement, and like you've said a couple things here, and we and a lot of this we talked about already, but just to kind of reiterate it here onto this pod here, like the idea of the world catching up. All right, the professionalization of the sport, especially in Europe, has closed the gap because again, in North America, mm. we the professionalization is. After the collegiate level, whereas if you look in Europe, when they look to adopt what they did in the the men's game to the women's game, you have academies, yeah. you have teams, you have U17, U19 teams, and then yeah. you're getting them pro- into professional environments quickly. In North America, mm-hmm. unless you were an exceptional talent, and yes, we know, like there are exceptional talents at this World Cup, Linda Caicedo from Colombia, Asana Prelea from Spain, players like yep. uh melchie Duvernay from haiti those exceptional players yes they've gone over at 1920 mm-hmm. and they are playing in the top women teams in europe but right outside of that you still have players who are developing in those leagues right if you look at spain spain's won mm-hmm. the u17 the u20 and then they just won the women's world cup like all yeah. of that investment from those institutions, right? Because you could say, yeah, teams putting, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. The Real Madrid's, the Barcelona's, those are institutions. People recognize them. The same way that Man United yeah. women, right? Chelsea, those teams, they're institutions, those brands, people know those. But when you put mm-hmm. them in those environments, now it's a question of, okay, we're getting reps in these types of environments. So now when we go and play in a U17, it's not a bunch of, okay, yes, they're tech, they're amateurs by name. Mm. But these are professionals, and I think that's a difference. If you look at the North American teams outside of even, mm. and you can see that even North America, if you look at like a Mexico, Mexico's women's yeah. teams at youth tournaments have done better, primarily because most mm. of those players are playing professionally. They have U seventeen leagues with their U nineteen leagues mm-hmm. alongside with their uh, domestic leagues, right? In Canada and the U S, okay. your youth leagues are essentially. Uh, you you're in a soccer academy and then you go to a college a school. You play there for two mm-hmm. to three years and then after, unless you're exceptional, you stay there. And then your professional career, so to speak, starts at if you're exceptional, eighteen. If not, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. At twenty, twenty one, mm-hmm. twenty two, there are these girls in Europe are pushing for first team minutes. At yeah. At twenty, twenty one, twenty two, in in North America, they're trying to find a first team to play for right and i think that mm-hmm. gap has really shorted it i i think like i i truly believe i think england has caught up to the u.s i think for sure spain has caught up to the u.s on all levels yeah. i want to say maybe germany i know they miss i know they uh they didn't play up to standard in this tournament but I think Germany's yep. program, and, and then if you look at it, it's really look at the countries who have invested into their domestic leagues and into their academies, right? There's yep. no question from that pipeline, you can see, yeah, we've seen them at the youth level and it's starting to translate on the senior level. It, it's interesting. And then even like on a side note, right? Looking at like teams that could perform well in this tournament, mm. Africa did well, Nelson. Africa did, did better than I expected. Yeah, because like and Niger- that's and that's yeah.
0: where the resources are actually yes. the least. So agreed. So no, I agree with you completely. I th- I thought African teams were ridiculously good this 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 World Cup. Right. You you don't have the Cameroon moment like the last World Cup, but yeah. I think you have um you have enough players in there that. Mm-hmm like for instance nigeria just looked good they just looked decent they they, c- they completely outplayed
2: um australia they played england didn't they oh no yeah, yeah they australia. played england yeah. in the round of 16 but in their group stage they yes. drew canada which yeah. i mean canada had chances in that game but i liked what nigeria did in terms of how yeah. they varied their approach they weren't just sitting back low mm-hmm. block like, they tra- yeah. they moved from a low block to a mid-press to a high-press. It kept Canada on their toes. Ultimately, Canada yeah. wasted their chances, but mm. they kept them on their toes. So by the time that they got to uh, Australia, it was just like, mm-hmm. no, no, this team is always good. And and that's the thing. Nigeria, and even to an extent, if you want to look at like, a team like Jamaica to a lesser extent, but Nigeria has the luxury of having good youth players, but then they can also mm. look at... The UK, they can look at North America and say, "Look, there are inefficiencies here. You guys all want to play for Canada, U.S., England. Guess what? That's only eighty-three play. That's like eighty players for all of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all can come play for us. And there's you fresh, fresh place on the bench. You can play. You can do that. But outside of like the 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 support which they lack. I mean, the coach was saying what they haven't. He hasn't been paid in a year and a half." which is a typical nigerian thing at this point let's not pretend um where's the money we don't know it's what nigerians do it's a it's an african issue overall but like nigeria getting out of their group was always a possibility so people were like we are surprised no that group b was equally matched between australia canada and republic of ireland it was going to be a tough game and like From the Canadian perspective, like, the range was we could top the group or we can get grouped. Nothing in that range would surprise us. And we got grouped. There's there's no doubt about that. The interesting thing was when we, after South Africa's first game in their group, I literally was saying, like, they have the pace that will give teams problems. And that pace on counters, like, their counter was quick. And they were able to do well with it. Like they they lost two one to Sweden, but then after that they got the results to go through. I think the African team that everyone was surprised about was Morocco, because how good they are. Well, Morocco. Well, how bad they are. Well, here's here's the thing. Morocco on a <laughs> on a general stage, I think yeah. they are growing into like the the standard the torch for African nations and support for their national teams. After what they did at the I, time, they're growing uh, into it. I'm wait, not you saying mean, that they wait, are, are you the talking, best. Are you talking the men's game or are you talking the women's game? I'm saying overall, they are I growing. Think, okay, I think they're growing to it. This,
0: this, this is a hot take that it's, I know someone would not. That uh, people will not like what I'm about to say. You can say but it. The women's game in Arabic countries, uh, they're going to be so far away they will not be funded the same way heck they won't even be funded the same way african countries like south africa will yeah. fund the mm-hmm. the women's team that's a fair so, point so and so that's the and the point and also like not to say that there won't be a good arabic women's team mm-hmm. but it'll be you know what it'll be it'll be like one of those situations where it's a perfect storm mm-hmm. you know what i mean it'll yeah. be a perfect storm of cuz this is the thing Right now, the African nations that are good are all African nations where you have high population sizes, Nigeria, where you can then get people who are overseas who are Nigerian, and they can come in and play for the country. Yes. They're not good enough for their country that they live in, but they are still good enough to actually play on an international level.
2: Well, that's, that's a conversation in efficiencies, right? Yeah.
0: Right. And then, well, it's not inefficiencies. It's a, it's Ooh. a, it's a conversation of, like this is the, this is the thing, and it's a conversation we talk about the men's game, in yeah. the men's game, because uh, I'll use because uh, I have, in the men's game there are a lot more cases of this I would yeah. argue than the women's mm-hmm. game, but in the men's game, if you're, an, I'm going to use it, English players, right? Yeah. Let's say you are, um. You are the third rung. A good example that we saw in Ghana, Tarek Lamptey. Yes. If you're the third, clearly the third choice, world-class fullback, yeah. you are a legit world-class fullback. Mm-hmm. But you just came in at the wrong time. Yeah. Because there's like, generational level players yeah. ahead of you. You have uh, Tra- uh, Alexander-Arnold, Kyle yep. Walker, yep. and Rhys James. You are not benching any of those three. But Tarek Lumpy, if you put him in, I don't know, Spain's team. Maybe, uh, no, Kavahal might not let him go through. Yeah. But if you put him in, um, I think he, he gets into France's team. You can him make and Hakimi argument for can, it. can discuss. Uh, no, not Hakimi. What's what's their right back? Whoever their right back is, he would be able to make a claim for himself. Yeah, you can make an argument for it, yeah. But then guess what? He's lucky. He's dual. He can mm-hmm. go Ghana. I'll just go to my Ghana card, and I'll still play. Yeah. And that is going to be, um, because it's working for the men's game, you know certain countries, Ghana, Nigeria, all these countries that have a ton of people overseas, are going to maximize it.
2: Yeah, and that's where when when I say market inefficiencies, I mean you're a good player, but then there's a lot of players over you. So then, what are you going to do? Then that's where you, that's where countries can come, and that's where Ghana can come into Torricelanti and say, "Hey, well, I mean, you may not you're you're under a lot of players in England, but our right back is ready for you whenever you want it, right? Mm. So yeah. I think." Like a, a team, like a country, like Nigeria, can take advantage of that. You've seen countries like Jamaica take advantage of it, where they just basically go to England. Ni- Jamaica has taken players from Canada, um, from in the U.S., and from England. And the the whole appeal was: look, you're not going to play for this. We're going to do so. Let's make history here for for your heritage. And you could be. But it's 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 a right play. It is. A... Oh, you I'm... want to you want to play for the, in
0: the World Cup. You already have that opportunity. (laughs) And by the way, you will not play for your country. Mm -hmm. Like, you would not play for Canada. Sorry. You're the third best option. You need three injuries to happen for you to be on the boat. It's crazy. No. I think that's a play. But that's what I mean by the Arabic countries. I Mm -hmm. think uh, Arabic countries do do not have the same number of people overseas who are willing to go back and play for them. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the issue. Like, Moroccan players would play in Spain, but at that point, how many of them are there? True, true, true. Most of them would be in Morocco. Most of them would be in Algeria. Most of them, mm-hmm. or or better yet, they would then be maybe for the other Arabic countries. Mm-hmm. Qatar, Saudi Arabia, so on and so forth. So, for me to see an Arabic team, just like in the men's game, I think it's going to be a lot like, farther down. That's like, fair. significantly farther down. Yeah. So, no, and I. I, I when I, you said Morocco,
2: I, the men's game is different. It's different. Let's be honest. But you, you. It is different. But you also have to. I, I'm looking at what Morocco's. What they did leading up to this, right? They okay, they make the finals of the Women's AFCON. They, I mean, yeah. they hosted a good tournament. It was a good tournament that they hosted. And then from there, you start the tournament losing 6 0 to Germany. And everyone's like, well. They're the But but this is the, the thing.
0: V- yeah, it's sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, it's long, all good. but it's because the, the the game the women's game in Africa is so far behind because of a lack of funding. It is ridiculous behind. Like in 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 all the European countries the issue was that their funding wasn't up to par to the professional level. Yes. But it still existed. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot more grassroots. Yes. Now, once the big clubs come and fund the game, now you are able, we, we discussed this, we said, like, if you're not getting paid enough money to get a nutritionist, yeah. to get a chef to cook for you, to, you know, full access to the gym whenever you want, all that kind of stuff makes you change to be a much, at, your fitness levels get improve, yeah. And when your fitness levels improve, all the other stuff becomes second nature now. Because now you're like you're able to uh, play a lot more better. You feel a lot more better. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. In the African game, I'm talking about it from a Kenyan perspective. I guarantee yeah. it's the same thing with Nigeria, Uganda. First of all, let's be clear about something. Women are considered, and this is sad, but they're like second-class citizens yeah. in a lot of African it's countries. It's
2: unfortunate, but that's reality. So,
0: But that's a reality. So if they're second-class citizens, if the men's game is not getting enough funding, where is the women's game going to be? So look at the countries that are good in Africa right now. It's all the rich countries with a lot of diversity. South Africa, Nigeria, Namibia. Countries like that are, are the ones that are decent. Yeah. Look at them in the men's game. It's completely lopsided because in the men's game, there's pipelines within Africa. To get their players to play in Europe, Mm -hmm. in the U.S., in Australian leagues, in freaking uh, the Arabic league, so there's there's a lot more chances for you to play. I think just because Morocco showed a good showing in the Afcon is like being the you know the uh, uh, it's a it's a toad in a well. It 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 sounds like it, it, it looked good, but to be honest, who were they playing?
2: They were in a group. Who was a good team? Well, they were in a group with South Korea, who are a solid team, Germany, and then Colombia. Yeah. If you told me before that Morocco gets out of the group, I would have laughed because I'm like Germany's taking that group. I midst- don't, I, but I don't think so. I don't think
0: so. Okay, it's- Germany for sure. Germany for sure. We agree on Germany. I thought for sure that are you group- telling me?
2: I thought it was going to be Germany and Colombia. I honestly thought it was going to uh, be Germany and Colombia.
0: I think. I think you're giving too much props for that group. Is Mediocre because not no, outside of Germany, none of those other th- you can't tell me there's a massive difference between Morocco, Colombia, and South Korea. The gap there is in mental.
2: The gap isn't the it's gap is large. I agree, you think. I don't, I don't. I agree. The gap isn't as large, but I thought based off of what I'd seen from these teams again, I watched the WAFCOM, I saw what Morocco would did there. I had seen South Korea play friendlies against Canada and against other teams. And then Colombia, I mean, for all, you, but all intents and purposes, Colombia, I was riding the, the Linda Caicedo hype because I saw her do it mm-hmm. at U17s and then I saw her do it for a national team. I saw her do a little bit for clubs. I'm like, yeah, she could, she's a player who is young and I can think, I think she can carry that team. So for me, I was like, probably Germany. And then it was Germany for sure. And then probably Colombia going through. I, when I look at I, when I look at groups
0: like that, yes, was I shocked the Morocco went through? Sure, but was I looking at it going, "Oh wow, this is uh, a crazy group"? We're not talking like the men's level where they completely shocked us in yeah. every single like yeah. th- that. They were decent. The, I don't know. Like I maybe 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 I'm harsh on those Wait, two other be, that's teams, fine. but I I didn't see that. Dude, they didn't get out of a group with Denmark, Sweden, and the US. Like, no, if, they if didn't. If they came out of that group, we would have been like, oh, whoa. What the heck happened there? No, I, I that's, think what that's what the so men's fair. team did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what the men's team did. So, when I look at that group, I, I, I can legitimately say any of the teams in this World Cup could have beat South Korea. Because the truth of the matter is, South Koreans are short
2: we're going okay we're going high from there
0: yeah I... so like you if if you capitalize look at how um look at how the japan was defeated look at every team that played japan they were like we cannot beat you in a possession based play no we are just going to use old school traditional ways cross the ball put your biggest players up top and just battle them bruise them and to the point where the team slowly starts going back. They get deeper and deeper and deeper. Because they're worried now that if you push out too much and then you that the bigger attacking players and it's yeah. a one-on-one with the centre-back, they know they're losing it. Mm-hmm. And Morocco, let's be honest, would have matched fairly well physically with Japan or with South Korea. So... I'm looking at it from not just an aspect of um, the, the, the I think the physical levels in mm. this World Cup are what impressed me the most. Okay. Because every team showed different, like, different versions of what fitness levels are. Mm. Be it a strategic level, where you're running multiple kilometers, or uh, is it from the physical level, like, how much stronger can I be than you? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't, like, if the argument is, in five years' time, do you think this Morocco team is still where it is? That's my question to
2: you. I don't think so. I, and you could argue, and I, I think your point about, was this like, maybe the, was this, if we look back at this, was this the ceiling, was this the highest point that this team could have achieved? I think we might yeah. look back and say, yes. Yes based off of where you look at players. They do have some young, interesting players coming up, but ultimately everyone else does. I think specifically yeah. with Africa, it comes down to mm-hmm. are they able to improve that infrastructure? Which which is a question I was asking, I asked myself on one of the on a clip back in the day, like, you look at the three African teams who made it through, who is in a better spot to actually maintain this level of success? based off of where their federations because i mean South Africa and Nigeria walked into this tournament literally fighting with their federations because they hadn't been paid and they hadn't been paid, yeah. paid in time similar to the men right but yeah similar to the men's. but like literally yeah. like Nigeria was just like the coach is like y'all haven't paid me which i mean that's not a surprise i mean Ghana hasn't paid certain coaches in years that they fired 2 years ago but i that's neither here or there you have that. South Africa, it's the point where they're like, well, we need to be paid and represented properly, to the point where their federation runs a good a send-off game with essentially all players who aren't part of the national team program. They dress a 15-year-old, mm-hmm. and they just get run over by Botswana, which, I mean, well, good for you, Botswana, but they're so many teams, and then you look at like the Canadas, the, the Frances, the the Spains. We're all fighting with their federations. I look at that, I'm like, for all the success that you have, I I still know that your federation isn't going to support you properly. Of those three teams, the only one that you're left with is Morocco to an extent, and even that now the question becomes: Okay, are they just going to keep on trying to find duels in Europe? Can you find any more Rosella Ayani's? who are playing in the WSL, or is it going to be, let's continue to develop players' home, and do you have the infrastructure to invest? I don't think they're going to do what Australia just did, where they say, yeah, we're investing $200 million into our sports infrastructure to help with academies and different things like that. But I think Morocco, at this point, is probably in the healthier position to improve its its infrastructure, whether they choose to do it in a meaningful way. That's a fair conversation to have, which goes to your point. But I think out of the African teams who made it out of the group, out of their group stage, I think Morocco is in the best position to do something. But it comes down to now whether they choose to do it in an effective and meaningful way.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it out now, do Morocco, it. and 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 I and I'm willing to bet a hundred of the uh, those Australian dollars you're talking about, yeah. I guarantee Morocco will not be participating in the next World Cup. I guarantee it. Because in five years, you're going to see a lot more African countries that have women players playing in the European or international competitions. Yeah. And you will see a lot of them show up. That's going to happen. Particularly, like as you said, like the way Jamaica did it. Ghana... Has a lot of women in the UK.
2: They do. Ghana has, they a, do. and a, and, Germany, a, and they have their own players. Yeah. Germany, so on and so forth. Yeah.
0: The the all the all the French speaking like, I am actually shocked that Congo doesn't have a female team, or if they do, where where are they? Because <laughs> they should they should. They, well, well, here's should, the interesting thing: they literally thing. line up streets in yeah in France. I
2: I I agree, but here, like on that point, like. Morocco are the worst, other than Zambia, which is the interesting conversation. Here, here at this point are the top, as of June the ninth. We'll get a new ranking in a few weeks after this World Cup is done. As it is, like here are the top hmm. ten teams from FIFA ranking standpoint. And again, like know it's a FIFA ranking, and those aren't always trustworthy. But yeah, he, a, a,
0: they're not trustworthy. They're not trustworthy for the longest <laughs> time. I think. I think Wales was one of the highest ranked teams. (laughs) um, No, no, I I agree. But,
2: like, let's look at this. To your point, Nigeria is the 40th ranked nation in the world. I think they're going to bump up. They'll probably be, like, mid to low 30s. South Africa, I think they'll get into the 40s here. Cameroon. Cameroon lost to Haiti and didn't do it. Our, yeah. You know, Senegal lost to Haiti, and they didn't make it through. But Cameroon was a team that we yeah. expected to do something. Number four, Ghana. Yeah. Ghana didn't even make the the women's AFCON, which was how you were going to qualify for this. Yeah. Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. Right? Your point on French-speaking nations. I feel, I, there should be, be more. To
0: be honest with you, I think, I think what they're doing is they're taking data from the men's game and implementing that as... Listen, the coif- we're, we're going to do some random coefficients here see if these teams are good whatever yeah. whatever. Because I don't think there's enough data to support like European countries play each other, but do African yeah. do the women Africans teams play together and even so, how how serious are these games? How competitive are these games? And I like, think yeah. That's that's usually my point is Morocco at the moment, the countries that are going to come out of Africa right now are the countries that just have a couple of players who, who play in the international level and who are decent. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to be Morocco and you have one or two, uh, women who are playing either in Europe or in, or in the North American leagues, yeah, then you're fine. No, I, I think that's you're going harsh. to be, you're going to have one professional player when Kenya doesn't have a professional player, when mm. <laughs> Uganda doesn't have one. Or, or even if they do, they don't want to play for their countries. True. So you're, you're in this situation where they're just going to be a lot better because they have the opportunity. Mm. You cannot say the same thing with the men's game because when you look at the men's game,
2: there are levels to it's it. It's pretty clear. Yeah.
0: There's levels to it. When Morocco is the best African country right now, there's no discussion. No. We all agree. Yeah. And you look at the players, they play well on a club level. Yes. And they play well in an international level. It's not a fluke. No. I think this Morocco thing, it's not that the players weren't good. It's that I don't think that all the European teams in five years are going to be so much better. They will be twice in terms of levels of play in in the next four years. They will be twice as good. This World Cup versus the last one, the technical levels you were discussing this, the yeah. uh, tactics, strategies, um, consistent shifts of like teams were adjusting mid-game. Yes, that was that did not see. exist in the last World Cup. Exactly, I agree. such stuff, such stuff will continually improve every single European country. It will, and then you'll have the then, then you'll have the juggernauts, the yeah. the the South American countries that will slowly just, they they, they they have their own systems of play, that really melt like really, European countries really struggle with, because yeah. they still have maverick players. Uh, that's one of the reasons I like watching the women's game. It's still in that level of, they haven't gone rid of maverick players. No, I'm really happy that that's still a thing. I like seeing players dribble past one or two people. I saw Don't the agree. English players actually do it, and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Think, I, yes, you're running into a wall
2: in but, but, Spain, but, but you're at least, I'm really thankful that you're trying. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you are literally throwing your ideas against the wall, and it it's failing. But at least I'm seeing the ideas versus, like, let's recycle. Let's go back out wide. Move back in. For the like, yeah, the men's game can be a little bit stagnant and repetitive, but like, to your point on the thing, and I'm just using Morocco because I have their roster here, right? To your point in terms of where players are, like, the interesting thing about the World Cup Morocco squad is most of their young players Mm. are in Europe, right? They have a 22 year old goalkeeper who's at Cannes, which is the French league. They have a defender um, who's playing at Lille right now, they have another defender at Sampo- Samporia, they have a defender in Belgium, another one in Spain, mm. F- France, France, that's no surprise. Then you have Rosella Yani, who's playing at Tottenham Hotspurs. You have mm. Kenza Chapelle, who's at NADS. Like, all those players are 23, 22. So, like, you're finding these players, which is great, but you're also integrating them into the system. So, okay, this team's going to be theirs in four years. And to your point, what you were saying, I think mm-hmm. the next World Cup is going to be very fascinating. Because I
0: I'm calling it now the next yeah. World Cup. You are going to see a team get tendled. Oh, I, I think I so. I guarantee you're you're gonna see a tendle. And by the way, maybe not one, maybe two. Because I think the English team is gonna get better, the Spanish team is gonna get better, the German team is gonna get better. Like and those gaps will be
2: in droves. I, it's going to be so much worse. I don't disagree. I think the reality is, like, if we if we look at this World Cup, it was, I mean, there are many stories in this World Cup. They're saying goodbye to legends, right? Marta's done, who, I mean, was the best player in the world in her time when in her youth, mm-hmm. right? You, you say goodbye to Rapino, you say goodbye you're probably saying goodbye to Sinclair in Canada though she hasn't announced it. That's my assumption. The, the Sweden team are all is a more older team, so you're gonna say goodbye to them. But mm-hmm. we've seen young players get onto the stage and look great. and you know mm-hmm. barring injuries in four years, like they're going to be good. Like there's gonna be solid teams. Everyone's gonna have those professional minutes. But then, like you said, those Maverick players, those players, those exceptional players, those borderline-pushing world-class players, they're going to have four years under them. And again, you're going to see the difference in that gap. Whereas back in the day, you'd see like players like the U.S. players, the Canadian players, the German players who were just good compared to everyone else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now you're going to see great players in an era where everyone is tactically literate for lack of better words right you're going to see those Those. Play- mm-hmm. i i think this next world cup you're going to see some of these young players when they hit their 23s their 24s or 25s now they're going to be understanding the game but then also be better than those players on it it's like i know what you're doing technically doesn't matter one two i'm by you and then we're going to do some we're going to create some magic here right yeah. And, I, and I think you're going to see that. It's not going to necessarily mean that the rich are richer than the poor are poorer. Like, I think you'll see a 10-0 game, and it won't even be because this other team is just terrible. It's going to be just they're even, but England has four arguable world-class players who see your tactics and are just walking through it like it's Swiss cheese. Spain will come in with basically their U-20s and then their U-17s emerging, plus their solid players here. And then it's just going to be like, okay, so who are we supposed to do? And they're all just passing through you as if you weren't even standing there, right? The U.S. will have their young players after they've experienced this World Cup. Now they understand what this level is, and now they're going to be better for it. I don't disagree. I think this next World Cup, you're going to see some lopsided scores, but I don't think it's just going to be because, oh, these other teams are poor. I think it's going to be because the level of these players has just risen because this is going to be the first World Cup in a long time where you could easily argue there isn't a clear-cut favorite walking into it. You could look at it and say maybe three to five teams could win this. Getting closer to like how we look at the Men's World Cup where it's like, okay, yes, you have your top teams. Maybe this team could have a deep run. But I think right now the parity that is starting to develop with Europe catching up to North America and North America trying to adjust to that. Then you have teams in Asia who are trying to find styles that will combat both the North American style, but then trying to take advantage of finding out how they take advantage of teams who will be more physical with them in Europe. It'll be fascinating these next four years to see how they start to kind of adjust and work around what these challenges are for them. Wherever this next World Cup is, because also I think the four locations that they're looking for are Brazil, South Africa, uh, U.S., Mexico joint bid, and then there's a three country European bid. I at this point just put it in South Africa or Brazil. I go somewhere they haven't gone before. It's a it's unfortunate. I think like somewhere like northern. I don't think they'll go back to like. Uh, like a Qatar country, that would never work. But like a Morocco or an Algeria joint bid, but those two countries politically, it would never work. But I think like a Brazil or like a South Africa, I would prefer Brazil because I think that would be a little bit more fun. And I wouldn't, Brazil or South Africa, to be honest, wouldn't destroy my sleep schedule, which I think is the biggest winner at the end of this World Cup. I can sleep properly. I don't have to wake up at 2, at 6, watch games throughout and not sleep for a month. But I think this next World Cup is going to be fascinating to watch in that aspect. And I'm very much excited to see what happens there. Um, from what you remember let's go kind of rapid fire with this uh teams that surprised you teams that disappointed you
0: uh surprised me was definitely Japan um i'm I'm a big japan fan I like the the men's team I like the women's team um I was pretty shocked at how well they played mm-hmm. um I think. They are missing maybe one or two players to really kick on. Yeah. Um, uh, another team that really surprised me was probably Australia. Okay. Probably. Yeah, I thought they actually played really well. They um, did. Yeah, I, th- I thought they'd be a pretty good team. Well, the surprise of the tournament i think everyone can agree like was germany (laughs) come on like
2: germany not getting out of the groups you go you go yeah but you go from uh, euro finalists to getting grouped in a group with south korea morocco and colombia no, I you couldn't tell me that was gonna happen, but
0: I, but then but yeah. then you saw, but this is the thing, this is what I mean about the whole Morocco thing, yeah. But then Morocco faced France and yeah. France put four like yes. they pumped them, they showed them there's a level like, shut up, sit back where you were supposed to. Um, but yeah, uh, uh Jamaica. I didn't think Jamaica was going to get out of the groups, to be honest with you. Um,
2: I'm, gonna, I'm, going, I'm, <laughs> going to, I'm going to say controversial things because all the Jamaicans who listen to this know. They think I'm a hater for their team. Look, I think yeah. Jamaica, the, the, my problem with Jamaica is this they have finally got yeah. some they finally have a bit of an identity, which is what my issue is. Why are you trying to play like? They played defensively, they scored one goal, and they made it to the, court, the round of mm-hmm. 16. I can't take anything True. away from that, I think though there are times I will but, continue... but
0: yeah. that's also that's also how but that's also how South American teams particularly the men the male teams play they are very like resolute defensively and yeah. then they just go because there used to be formulas to get out of groups, yeah, and I think you're gonna start seeing that in 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 subsequent um tournaments because if you nick one win, yeah, and you get two draws, that you're putting yourself you in a position to get out of the groups. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's what Jamaica did.
2: It's what they did. I, I one st- win, two draws. <clears throat> yeah. My one, it's not even a complaint with Jamaica. My one thing with Jamaica is I just consistently, I need more in their midfield because you have argue, you had arguably the best striker in the WSL last year and their plan of service is kick the ball long, hope for her hold-up play, or she has to create on her own. And, I mean, Jamaica in many ways, from the men comparison, is to a lesser extent Poland, where it's like, give the ball to Lewandowski. He will create for us. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. B- build around but, him. Don't build but I for think, him. But I think just because you have a
0: world-class striker... It doesn't mean that you're going to win. I agree. So if... if, So if... This is the thing. Let's be honest. If you have a world-class striker, supposedly... Yeah. You're supposed to get one chance. And you score. One. Mm -hmm. That's what world-class strikers do. Yeah. You have... Maybe... Your your average netting range should be 1 in 2 slash 1 in 3. So if you're... If I'm capable to completely block you defensively... Yeah but then score one or two goals from time to time then i'm good i'm golden you now that be. style does not win you tournaments but for sure it can get you deep into tournaments yes so that didn't shock me at all uh like that i, I th- that's good old traditional ways of playing football oh agreed um jamaica looked it looked at their team and went we really don't have the players to play expansive football yeah. so we're going to play in a way that makes everything like beautiful so for me um to answer your question a shocking team not uh, not shocking surprising team was japan and Uh germany for both reasons one really uh, exceeded my expectations one really shocked me and surprised me by how poor they were yeah uh
2: and then um what was the other question um uh, next question for you. If you look at this tournament,
1: yeah. who
2: in the next... In four years, who in this tournament are you saying is the best player in the world? Or who in this who, tournament has a chance to be... In the to next be, tournament. Yeah, for the next World Cup. In the next four years, who do you think has but the, a chance... The, yeah. the,
0: issue, the, issue, the issue with this tournament is there were so many good players that think- were injured.
2: Then give me a list, yeah, it doesn't have to be one give me give me your list of players that you think we should be looking out for
0: okay now here comes here comes a controversy.
2: go ahead, this is your list i'm fine so so it is
0: ridiculous to not look at someone who scored a goal, yeah and was completely dominant in my opinion, Olga particularly from fullback. The way she played, she played like a modern men's... Fullback. Fullback. Yeah. Like, completely bombing up and down. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Okay. Um, w- would she be the best player in the tournament going forward? A fullback? Hey, it exists in the men's game, kind of, with guys like Trent Alexander-Arnold, and uh, we've had Marcelo in previous years, but they were never really the best uh, players. Yeah. So, so um, I think that's <laughs>
2: – But that there's that's no wrong tough... answer. It's tough. So like if you could even give me a group of names and be like, who are players that you're like, ooh, I could see if everything works out, this player could be a player who we're talking – because for me, I think there's a list. I think like there's, there's a list okay. that people are all talking about, right? Everyone's looking at Selma okay. from Spain – Um, Everyone's looking at Linda Mm -hmm. Caicedo from Colombia, right? People will put a Lauren James in this conversation because, you know, you have the familiar connection, but also, again, she tries things. They don't always work, Uh but she tries things. So you see that, right? You know, you see, name a player from Germany. You look at Australia, for example, a Mary Fowler who's playing at Man City who is good. I felt that Australia, if they try to play through her a little bit more, I know Mm -hmm. you have Sam Kerr up there, but... It's the same thing I say about like yeah.
0: That's that's like the that's that's an easy answer I guess. Sam Kerr is considered like one of the most you know one of the good goal scoring players. I look at okay to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know her name. The English goalkeeper. What's her name? Um, Mary Mary Erbs? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think she's fantastic.
2: Yeah.
0: I have genuinely I genuinely think she's a fantastic player. Yeah. And I look at, I specifically look at, how, you know, one of the reasons I hate the, the term best players, yeah. um, f- particularly for tournaments, is people tend to focus on attacking players because Fair. they stand out significantly. Yeah. But in terms of people, I like the way I like um, my players to play is I want to see you look completely natural in your position. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's why I liked Olga, because she just looked like a modern-day fullback. Yes. Completely. Okay. Um, I didn't see... Um, maybe...
2: Maybe... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine I'm if trying you not think, think of anyone. It, cause like the Maybe idea...
0: Walsh, but you see, this is the issue. There are yeah. people who played well the whole tournament and then got to the finals. And sucked. Yeah. Walsh played well. Walsh was a really good player. Yeah. And then she wasn't. (laughs) Because we talked about how the midfield was completely useless. Yeah. So, when I see that, I'm like, uh, Kira Walsh was hyped up before that. I didn't see much of it (coughs) genuinely.
2: Genuinely. But then, like I, I was in the t- last game, yeah, I would say. But that, but that's also a fair conversation because I've talked to my brother about this. It's matchups. You could a certain yeah. style, you can look great again, exactly, then, right? Because yeah. like, look, Japan beats Spain, and then yeah. Sweden just basically brushes aside Japan. Is Japan a terrible team? No, just the matchup that Sweden no. presented to them. But did, creates but that. Did
0: Sweden's, I disagree. Sweden didn't didn't wipe them off the floor though. I thought, I thought, I thought Sweden just played a game. Uh, the game style they played yeah. was completely to negate all the things Japan does well. are supposed to do. Yeah. But to be honest, Japanese players were really just really good. I think Hayashi, I
2: yep,
0: Honoka Hayashi, yes, poof,
2: player killer, player killer, yes,
0: absolute like completely impressed me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, You know what? I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big... I like the way they play. I like mm-hmm. how Tanaka plays. Yeah. I like how Hasegawa plays. Yeah. The, the, the Japan style of football is so easy to like. Because yeah, it's fair. a lot of ball on the ground. They One of the things um Anjinda and I were talking about was whenever I look at the women's game, they don't hug the touchline. They yes. tend to play very narrow. When you watch Japan, go back and watch the games. Their 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 wing backs hug hug the touchline, yeah. Which makes it harder because you have to run longer distances. But they the pockets of space they create because of the that. midfielders. Yes, f- cover that. So their play style is so high high energy. Mm-hmm. it is i love i genuinely i could say every single japanese player except the defenders just because <laughs> they're short <laughs> just because, i'm sorry i love i love how japan plays yeah. i think the defenders are a big part they're really good at the build up play but you're too short <laughs> you're, you're too short i'm so sorry i know it's something you're not supposed to say but no
1: hey
0: it is what it is it happens. you guys are a good team you played your you you know you played mm. your heart out. Um, Hikaru Na- Naomoto? Yeah. Killer. True. Absolutely. Just good. But again, yeah. old. So, how how exactly... How does that transpire? In, f- in, in the next World Cup, she'll be in her 30s. Yeah. Does she still play? Probably. You don't know. So, like... Yeah. So, if you're telling me in the... Who are the best players? I, I only... This is a, a bias... And I know a lot of people might not like this, but I watch the women's game, and I see how can I translate it to the men's game because that's what I've watched the most. Yeah, yeah. And even though I it's a different that that game, sense.
1: yeah.
0: Even though it's a different game, I like seeing players who look like bullies. Ooh, okay. So who look like style, yeah. they're just so much better. Yeah. And they know they're better, <laughs> right? Like they, you can tell that they're better, and that's 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 one of the reasons why. Um, It's tough for me to look at certain players, and and even though they're considered the best players, I just think as the game will evolve in the next couple of years, Mm -hmm. they will not be as good as they are now.
2: Yes, that's fair.
0: That's that's how I see
2: it. You could see it this way. They're good now. I would Mm -hmm. say they'll be good now, but I don't think that they'll be bad later. I think our definition of what is good will change. So that what we consider yeah. good today will mm-hmm. be subpar in four years.
0: Like for instance, Marta, right? Yeah. Brazilian legend. Yes. Everyone knows her. Got skills for days. Yes. Would struggle in this current day and age because teams would know how to mark her out of it. Teams are a little bit more structured Should be double teamed yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But at her time, she was the best player Without a shadow of a doubt. Oh for sure. Consistently the one of in my opinion, the best women's player of all time. So
2: I have no issue with that.
0: So but like if you look at like a Sinclair for instance, Sinclair would if if Sinclair was like, I don't know, sixteen coming into this I would suggest that in a future game Sinclair would be one of the best players of the of the next generation coming up. Because she plays in a
2: system that yeah. would work in future tournaments. She would. And then the other thing that Sinclair would have, not to say that Brazil doesn't have that, but no. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, again, the system is the thing, right? Ultimately, right? Marta was yeah. literally dragging. Yes, you could say Sinclair dragged Hannah's program for a few years and put it on her back, but like Marta literally mm-hmm. put Brazil on her back put Brazil on... Exactly. And I said, hey, USA in whatever year that was. In these situations,
0: I will take five of them. Yeah, I will take five of these
2: players I guess someone
0: who... Yeah. And that's why, like, I don't think... I think... So, this is the problem also with the men's game. Mm -hmm. I think what we're going into... Like, do do you mind if we just shift to the men's game for five minutes? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. If you... Who do you think is the best striker. Harry Kane, Harry Kane, uh, who are the top two now? Harry Kane and um, Holland, right? I, I'd I say, think those are the top yeah, two strikers. The top two, say is there Harry, anyone else? K- you say Kane,
2: to... Haaland, and then uh-huh. the honourable mention is uh, Victor Ossiman. Ossiman? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I would say, okay, I think the top two for sure, just because of their crazy tally, yeah. would be Haaland and, and um, Kane. Yeah. Third being Ossiman, very close third. Yeah. Right. Of those top
2: two, who is the best striker? The best striker, I would say, is probably Haaland. Yeah. I disagree. I okay. think it's Kane. That's Kane
0: okay. uh Haaland Haaland literally look at his map. Yeah. Haaland scores tapins Okay. He scores. I think they said something like... I was was listening to the game because they played against Newcastle today. And Newcastle played him so well. They made sure he doesn't get... He only got like three or four touches of the ball in the box. Because he is absolutely useless outside of the box. But Man City's style ensures that he's going to get enough touches in the box where he's the most lethal. Harry Kane, on the other hand, can play in a system where he is outside of the box, still effective. Inside of the box, still effective. On the wing, still effective. Yeah. So when you look at a striker, and by the way, he scores just as many goals as Haaland would. Because if you took Kane, put him in the city team, he scores the exact same number of goals Fair. that Haaland scored. Right? Mm. So. When I look at when we are now moving into system-based players. We are. And in four years, you will see players who are not on this list, who are going to be ridiculously good because the system they play on a club level, and if they're lucky, their country that they represent plays a similar system, they will win, which is why I think this Spain team is going to be a problem in the next World Cup I, or the next Euros. It's a clear problem.
2: I, I They I, will have yeah. a dominance that we haven't seen before. I, I said this. I think this Spain team might mirror the Spain, the men's Spain team from... The Spain men's team. Th- yeah, from yeah, 2008 to 2012. I, I think they could have a four to it's five run like that. Because like, this is... You will need sp- FIFA yeah.
0: to completely... To completely tell refs, hey, <laughs> those aren't fouls. <laughs> you got to do gonna something be, here. It's so. going to be one of those. Hey, do you not remember when uh, De Jong kicked, like, <laughs> drop kicked a guy and the ref was thinking, is this a Is
2: this is a this foul? foul? I don't know. <laughs> he took his cleat out of his heart, but you're yeah, confused.
0: But you're confused. Because, hey, they were told they were from up top. We can't have a super dominant team where everyone just looks second best. Everyone just looks like they're not up for it.
1: yeah
0: and and the, genuinely hey, it is what it is. it's a tough situation, but I think um, Spain are going to be here for a long time.
2: Oh I, I think so too. I think we are about to enter the age of Spain. I'd say yeah. I think they I think they have the talent pool to do it. I think if Spain yep. changed their coach, I'd say they're about to dominate for the next five years. But now because they, you saw think this-
0: the you think the current coach who just won them the World Cup is bad?
2: Yeah, yeah, who? I, yeah, who? Straight up. Straight wait, up. wait, wait. Why? Why? I, because because they lost to Japan. Not because they lost to Japan. No, I think in terms of the talent pool that they have, like yeah. this isn't Spain's best team because of the fifteen players. Who boycotted and don't want won't be a part of the team. They only brought back like four, mm-hmm. and they right? still won the World Cup. And they and they still won the World Cup. I think the depth of the so program should, will sh- dominate. Shouldn't you, shouldn't
0: you be respecting a coach for the fact that they were able to utilize, as you said, kind of a second best team and mm-hmm. still winning it? Because it's it's it? and good Can, coming. Yeah. In. It's well and good saying, oh, yeah, um, like, uh, I expected more from them. But
2: at the same time. They just did it all. No. They did what they needed to do. I I see it. Can I frame it differently?
0: Gotcha. Go on.
2: I will frame it this way. I think the Spanish program has so much depth that they can win a tournament without their team regardless they have so much depth that the talent that they put out no no regardless I come of the back coach
0: and say you why do you why do you think their current coach who won them the World Cup was a bad coach because that's what you're saying you're saying you I can think, improve on the coach
2: I think so I think I think if I think I, if I think I think if they remove this coach they they get the other, they'll get those other eight players who, in my opinion, are... They didn't would need been... those
0: eight players. And That's the part need... I'm
2: trying to explain. And like, I get
0: that. If, if, but... if the coach, like, this is the argument that England currently has, the men's team. They have yeah. Garrett Southgate who's like, he refuses to play with certain players. Refuses. Yes. Everyone, tells, everyone tells him, these guys are the best players in your team. And he goes, nah. These are the players I trust. Yes. Right? Maguire. Everyone hates Maguire, including me. Everyone hates Maguire. He still picks him. Everyone yeah. hates the fact that he plays a double, a double pivot of uh, Rice and um, uh, the uh, the Man City player. Um, damn it, Kevin. No, uh, um, no, not Walker. No, Kyle Walker. The, um, he doesn't play there. Calvin Phillips.
2: Thank you very the,
0: the 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 combination of both. Completely defensive minded teams. But guess what? Finals, finals, finals. The, they haven't won anything, fair. No. Which we but. think if they get a better coach that would happen. Yeah. But you don't also understand like the inner workings. Like what if she has this group believing in themselves? You know? There's a lot yeah. more harmony in the group. But There's be, a lot less egos in the group. That's the thing that you right. also have to remember. Egos are a thing. You could be right, and, and that's right. I, I, I just still think you cannot tell me a coach who wins the World Cup. You, you're like, oh, you can improve on them. How?
2: I, How can you improve on a coach who won it? I, if I frame it, if I frame it from the standpoint that I think that there's so much depth that even if you lose those eight players or those 15 yeah. players, you could still win the World yeah. Cup. So then, is that the coach or is so, that the player pool? I, I, I'm, I'm just framing saying, it in a different s- way. Okay, wait, I, you're I, saying yeah.
0: regardless of the coach, they will, so, okay, I've got a question for you. Regardless okay. of the coach, they still win. That's what you're saying. Yes. You think? You think if they had Nigeria's coach, they win. You think if they had Jamaica's coach, they win.
2: Those are two different <laughs> styles.
0: No, I, no, I no, see no, point. No, 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 but that's what you're saying. No, you're but, saying and regardless I see point, and it's the a coach, fair point.
2: It's a fair point. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I'm saying. There's no chance the coach pl- makes them like, this is, get, let me give you a very, very good example. Yeah. Carlo Ancelotti is not considered a massive tactician, right? No. He is, he has won the most titles specifically on the, on the European stage than yes. any other coach. But he's not a tactics coach. Guess what he is? No. He's the. All I need is really good players, yes. and I know how to make them win. Yes, and it might not be the system that you like, but it's a system that this team is will prefer. With. Yes, and it's a f- and it's a system, and the fact that the that the players 100% believe in it. So, for me, whenever I I I, I will always back a coach who wins. Fair. That's fair. I will always. I know. I know what you're arguing. Your argument is, there's a coach who can come in and remove a lot of the deficiencies they had, and they would become a, basically a scarier team overall. Yes. But you cannot have. We literally said this is one of the best technical level women's game tournament yes. we have seen, and yet the best team won in terms of technique. They made England. Fair.
2: Average. They did. Average. They did. No, that's fair.
0: They made the second best team in the tournament. Average. Fair. They held them to 0.5 XG. 0.5
2: The midfield. You was couldn't score geez. a goal. You start with zero, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. added point five. You what's half? What's half? What's what's point five? Is it just striking let's, the ball? What's half a goal? It?
0: Well, oh you know what that half a goal is is the time they hit it's the time they hit the post <laughs> okay that's okay the yeah, that's a post that's, that's what half, that, that's that's, a, that's what the yeah. half that's what the half goal is so yeah. to me it is pretty clear that if you're able to dominate and by the way this is one of the things that you're also kind of ignoring they lost a the game and they went we need to change everything to ensure we don't lose a game again or maybe not change everything but tweak it
2: enough to absolutely smash these teams true but even in the game that they lost they were still like the the thing that was about that game was that every time japan got the ball it was counter and goal no team is going to be that efficient like i and i'm not taking away from what japan did yeah but i mean like Stylistically, what Japan said was, but, "We're gonna but, we're gonna bury our counter chances, and they and they batted a thousand. So, like, I'm not saying you're gonna sti- bat a thousand sti- all the time, but you won't. But it's yeah. styles. But it's styles ultimately. But, but I do I agree stil- with you there.
0: I, I think stylistically, Japan is a counter, like hard yeah. counter to Spain. Like they mm-hmm. make Spain everything Spain wants to do. In the future is what Japan currently does yeah and the okay. only difference is Japan does not have the defensive solidity that mm. Spain has Spain has a backbone that Japan doesn't have and if Japan had that backbone Japan easily wins this tournament Easy. that's a fair point. yeah and by the way it's the same thing with the men's game if you remember two World Cups ago when when Japan were outplaying Belgium in the semis or oh, it was yeah. in the quarters of the semis something like that and then what did Japan what did Belgium do they were like direct, bring in the big guy yeah they yeah, just direct, switched yeah. and put Fellaini they were like we have a 6 foot 3 striker and a 6 foot 5 central attacking midfielder yes. put them up top put them up top the 6 foot 5 guy's taller than your goalkeeper put him up top yes. and they just battered them so it's the same thing like I don't I, I don't just because Spain lost to Japan doesn't mean that Spain won the best team in the tournament. Fair. It's just it's just, it's just the fact that and also let's remember after that Spain decided to put people where, like to shut them down. They yeah. put 5 on Switzerland. 5.
2: Yeah. They technically, five. they technically put 6 cuz they scored their own goal there. So I mean
0: Yeah. So yeah. they put 6 on Switzerland. Then they ragdolled Netherlands, ragdolled them.
2: When twenty-eight late, shots, my yeah. friend. Yeah, twenty-eight, 28 shots. shots. And, and but that's where the conversation with Spain, where I'm saying like I think they weren't as clinical as they could have been, but still they no. dominated a lot and they did it. Yeah. But their game dom- should have been early, should have been done earlier, dude.
0: Let's 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 clarify. They yeah. put twenty-eight shots on them, okay? Yeah. Let's just go back. Twenty-eight shots, sixty-two percent possession. They had 600, 675 passes. The Netherlands had 22 fouls. Yep. 22. That's basically them. rag. They were rugby tackling anyone that moved. You at, move, they were like, ah, oh, crap. At, the po- <laughs> and at, 20, at 22
2: you. fouls, it's basically saying, look, I'm tired of chasing this ball. So yeah. we, let me catch something. If it's if it's not you, it's my breath. So let's go. Then no, Spain
0: dominates Sweden. Yeah, Right? Um, 63% possession again this was they just nullified Sweden right it wasn't and they this is the thing they did to all the European countries they basically sunned them for some people who don't know what that means it (laughs) means sunning someone means literally making them their baby they they showed them buddy you're not on my level yet you could get there you could get there bud don't worry about it but you're not there yet. Yeah, they should have averaged two goals every game. Bar the the well, even with the Japan game, they yeah. should have averaged every single game they played. Spain averaged two goals. Minimum, mental. Fair, fair. Best team in the best team in the tournament, and I don't see them getting worse.
2: Fair. Now here's the fun question for you. Okay. So because they went to 32 t- countries for this World Cup, we saw eight yeah. new debutants. So Haiti, Morocco, Panama, the Philippines, Portugal, Ireland, Vietnam, and Zambia are, were all the debutants for this World Cup. Yeah. I think to say eight new teams would be very ambitious. So yeah. let's put it at five. Okay. Are there five teams that you think yeah. could make a debut slash could make a return to the World Cup? This World Cup in four years.
0: I think Zambia, Z- Z- Zambia for sure comes back. I okay. think Zambia. Is, even the men's team. I, I it's crazy that the Zambian men's team doesn't show up for World Cup qualifiers because I think they're a really really good team. Um, they have they've got one of the best African uh, club teams in Zambia, so it's 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 not shocking that the, the Zambian team country. plays yeah. so well. Um Okay. okay. Uh, I think um,
2: you said five that would what shock people or five that would really give, g- give me a yeah, of the okay, so let's do it this way. Of, those of the eight, eight teams, of the eight
0: that went through, yeah, that which went ones will Give me five back?
2: that will come back, and then give me three new teams you think will make it in.
0: Okay, so I think I think Zambia for sure comes back. I okay. think Zambia might actually come back as an actual qualifying, like proper qualifying team. Um, <laughs> okay. No,
2: I, I'm 100. percent Oh, I know. Um, and I, I, I will disagree with you later.
0: Um. Which other teams were there? No, I don't know. about Haiti,
2: the Philippines, Morocco, Republic of Ireland, Vietnam, Zambia.
0: So we have three Asian teams. Yes. Um. They didn't do. They didn't do anything, though. (laughs) Right, like Haiti didn't. Haiti didn't win a game. Vietnam didn't win a game. Um. Uh, the Philippines. I don't see the Philippines on the list.
2: I thought it was. Yeah, they are. The Philippines are on the list. I said the Philippines. They were oh, the... sorry,
0: the Philippines. They won a game.
2: Yeah, they beat. New they Zealand. actually won a game. They beat yeah. New Zealand.
0: Um. So just because of that, I'll put the Philippines in there because okay. winning a game in the World Cup finals is actually a big thing, right? Yes. So, um, the Philippines. I'm gonna say Zambia. I'm going to say. Not the Portugal. problem is in four years so many other countries will show up okay we can put Portugal in there but countries will improve yeah so actually my argument is you are going to see more countries come like be a lot better because on the lower rungs yeah there's actually probably more competition than on the higher rungs yeah because the higher rungs it's more like England might shock us in the next World Cup and be better. Right, yeah. not really, but it's not a shock. It's more like, oh, oh, they improved on stuff. Good for mm-hmm. you.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, like it's it's going to be just a change of God kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I think if you're looking at African countries, um, I don't, I don't think Morocco is coming back. Um, I think Zambia, South Africa, Nigeria for sure, Cameroon, Senegal.
2: Um, those are, those would be my teams. Okay, I based off of at that, least African be, level. Yeah, Afri- for African levels. Look, I have to. There's no reason that the fourth ranked, the third and fourth ranked African teams. I know. Yes, it's FIFA rankings. They can mean everything and nothing. But Ghana should be at the World Cup. I'm sorry, Ghana should be there. Shouldn't be or should be? They should be at the World Cup.
0: They should be at the World Cup. Yes. Mm.
2: Right. I think Nigeria and South Africa will make it in the next four years. Those,
0: means... I think those are the two guarantees. Yeah, those are the two I, guarantees. And I think the third and f- the third and fourth are the ones that are more interesting. Yeah. I think Morocco could still... Like, I'm hating on Morocco a lot, but there's a very good possibility Morocco stays up there. Yeah. Um, I, I just think their group... You had one... How can you have... like? Look at all the the reviews of who are the best players in the world. Yeah. Germany had three. Yeah. Of the best players in the world. Yep. And then all three of them basically get knocked out. Like. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, the thing about you know the the worst thing about qualifiers is also, um, how many games are you playing? How tired are you? Yeah. There's so much that comes into it. So it's, I don't. I don't. That's really... a whole
2: conversation too, right? How capped yeah, like qualifiers?
0: Yeah, it's it's that's why I'm, that's why whenever I'll be honest with you, the reason why those Arabic countries in Africa always succeed is they actually get lucky because a lot of their players play in the local leagues. Yeah, and they will give them. They have they have very many remedies or a lot of solutions to ensuring that they maintain high levels of yeah. fitness coming into a tournament. Whilst all the other countries in Africa, their best players are playing in Europe. Where I remember uh, there was a time where the Kenyan foreign players yeah. or Ken- Kenyan players playing in the Diaspora, their clubs said, do you remember when this was a thing? When clubs, I remember when Sir Alex Ferguson saying this, but they didn't like buying African players because of the African uh, Comba, Comba the African of Nations. Yeah. That was an actual problem. Yeah. They were like, how, how can we be ramping up the season and then this guy goes for a month? So they would avoid buying African players. So Kenyan players who played in, in the French League from Nantes to yeah. uh, the Italian League, Inter Milan and so on, they refused to go and play for their teams, a good yeah. example in Ghana, Kevin Prince Boateng, he didn't yeah. play in the African Cup of Nations, yeah, but he would want to play in the World Cup. Yep. Yeah. So that's a that's an actual issue that these African players get. So to kind of bring back to the story, then my Egypt might show up, right? Like Egypt could show up. They Heck, could, Sudan yeah. could show up. But am I am I expecting them to be consistent? No. I no. think a next batch of good teams will show up. Four years is a really long time. It bro. is a long time, yeah. And it's, it's a it's, really long time. We're forecasting for so many things, things that are hard to...
2: Injuries can happen. For all we know, the next exactly. big thing comes from uh, South Sudan. The next big thing was from Burkina Faso, bro. It could be anywhere. It could be, yeah. But because I want to answer this, I think the five... If I'm going to go five teams of the eight that make it back, <sighs> I think Haiti definitely does. Um... I think Portugal. Excuse me. Of, actually, I can't even give you five. I think only Haiti, Portugal, and then the Republic of Ireland for sure make it through. And then the one question mark I say is Morocco. I'm not as high on Zambia. So, I, so, so you're saying so you're saying Morocco, the team?
0: I like the way the both of us hating on Morocco. The one I, team that actually got out of the. No, I'm saying crew. they'll make
2: it through. I think I say they'll make. I think in next four oh. years they'll make it. I think. Are you right, saying that? Northern Ireland is not making it or I'm saying, saying Northern Ireland can... will make it
0: okay
2: I'm saying out of those eight teams I think Haiti um, Portugal, the Republic of Ireland and Morocco I think those are the four out of the eight that make it through mm. I'm not as high like the problem with Zambia Zambia is a is a good team but Zambia. Mm-hmm defensively the way that they play if they're gonna, they play if they're gonna play they're, they they want to play an up and down game or try to turn you over on the um, what's it called on the counter and then try to go quickly the issue is if they get the ball they turn it over which I guess with everyone they, their possession isn't as strong and then when they do that now you're dealing with an actual counter that comes after you we saw in the group stage now granted they were in a tough group but still, that gets eaten alive. Those types of mistakes at the World Cup, you can't hide. There's no Botswana that you can make those mistakes against, and you'll be fine. There's no, there's no Dominican Republic. But don't end. you?
0: My yeah. thing is because they've played on a on a scale like this, people learn. That's that's a agreed, point. and that's the, a fair point. The, the thing, the thing about eight increasing the competition because yeah. people didn't like the idea of increasing the competition for the men's game either, yeah. and. Um, a big, a big reason why expanding it is actually a good idea is, y- you, if you're playing in the African Cup of Nations only, yep. right, and you you keep be- you you keep getting beat by Egypt that plays such a defensive and boring system, yes. and then you play you play against um, Algeria does the same thing, you play yes. against um, Ghana a little bit more resolute but has a little bit of more openings for you to play. Yes. It means that all these all these coaches whenever they're playing against certain teams, they only know how to play one way because it works in their conference yeah it only works in their conference
1: yes
0: but once you go to the World Cup and we said this about um, Morocco yeah what did Morocco do? Morocco for so many years have played that exact style. Super-resolute yeah. re, super defensively. Never worked. They would yeah. get pummeled. They would always leave the group stage with one win. <laughs> Every time. Sorry, no one win. Literally nothing but draws. Draws yeah. or losses. And then they lucked out and got the right players and they got to the semifinals. Well, with that, the I only mean, reason they yeah. got to the semifinals as well is because they would go to the World Cup stage... They play defensively. They play really well. And then what happens is a club in Europe would then say, hey, we need a defensive player. Let's go get this guy. He played well in the World Cup or she played well in the World Cup. And eventually that player improves in the international stage. They come back home and they're so much better. Yes. So all you need is six, seven players who are playing in international football and this changes it so that's what i'm saying you're going to see zambia the next time as long as they get a good coach you will see the difference and good coaches exist it's just a question of where you are going to get them like it's it's are you willing to but but that's that's my point is let's assume how many how many zambians thought they were going to do well and then they actually came out and did well yeah they did they didn't get out of the group stage but, but they, no one expected yeah. them to. Yeah. But they played well.
2: And they got. They the at win, least which tried. All matters. yeah.
0: They got a win. Yeah. So this then. T- so you're looking at Zambia. You're looking at the men's game. They've never done anything, except yeah. win the African Cup of Nations at one time. I don't uh, want to talk about that one time. Okay. It's and, too then, fresh and then and then um, and then the they look at the women's team and they're like, "What if we just put a little bit of money in there? Let's see. Why not?" <laughs> See, and that idea changes things. That's why see, I think I have more hope in Zambia than okay. I think Morocco will still play at this level in the next... Which is still a high level. Yeah. But I think other teams will catch up. Yeah. Just like how Nigeria has clearly caught up to the European teams, you will see another African team catch up to Morocco
2: fairly quickly. Ooh. And who, who do you think that will be? You That's what I'm be telling Zambia? you. Or you think it'll be someone who's not in the four? Uh,
0: no, no. I think it's another country. I think one of Ghana, Senegal, or Cameroon will catch up. Don't, one don't. of those three. I think West African countries are being slept on. I agree. Because genuinely, West African countries are weird. They go through like massive lulls of nothing going on. Tell me about and then how, they we, just, how we are. Yes. One, it's, <laughs> no, it's the truth. No, it's I'm not lol, lying. And then, boom. One of the best teams you'll ever see shows up and then yes. they disappear again for another fifteen years. So you, you you see this this consistent like up and down shenanigans. So now that I've thought about it I think Morocco still go through,
2: but <laughs> I think
0: um, no no, I think they go through, but it's gonna be maybe a lot closer than we think.
2: That's fair. No, I, A I lot, think, lot closer. I think Africa will be fascinating. Well, I, I say fascinating a lot, but I think between like – because, again, if you look – again, we, we've said our disclaimer on FIFA rankings, okay? I'm not going to keep on saying yeah. it. They're just FIFA rankings. But Africa sent its number one, two, yeah. seven, and ninth ranked teams to the World Cup. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then everyone in the middle, Cameroon, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Equatorial Guinea, which everyone keeps on forgetting. Yeah, they've been to the World Cup. Tunisia, Algeria, Mali, Senegal, Egypt. And th- we haven't even reached teams that are, are actually at the um, Women's AFCON, right? Togo was there. Botswana yep. was there, right? It's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. Burkina Faso was there. Burundi was there. Like, it will be good. I, I think the level will increase. But like you said, if you can get... Five, six players playing at that level, what are you able to do? And I think that's where it'll be very interesting. And I think that's where it'll really be fascinating to look at how it goes. But, guys, we are going to wrap it up here. Thank you again, guys. Uh, We had a live stream today, so if you haven't done that, go to our YouTube page and watch that. We had JD on from the Wemax and IMAX and family. We took a look at that, talked a little about the World Cup. But then also... We took our time, and we did our talk here. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. The Women's World Cup is over. That doesn't mean that we're going to stop talking about the women's game um, because you don't just support the women's game when there are big events. You support it all the time so that when big events come, there's more light that's shown upon them. So, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. This has been Akwesi. Nelly was there for a minute. Thank you for joining us for the Africans. Until then, and later, bye-bye for now.